everybody. This is Cameron here. Thanks for joining us for the Metro Hanaho podcast. I'm subbing in for Willie Paul. Joined in with Pastor Owen today. Hey, Pastor Owen. Great to have you. How's it, Cam? How's it? So what's, what's Willie doing? Just taking uh, off? I think he's doing a staycation in Waikiki. Huh. Oh, oh, sorry. Maybe I shouldn't review it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go find him and bug him. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this past weekend, you... Uh, share your sermon on changed by his generosity and just the big idea around when you desire Jesus, everything changes. And we just want to unpack some of those things uh, with you guys today as we go through the Hanaho podcast. But that's how I just want to throw this question out at you. It's been a year since we locked down. You think about that? I know, right? Crazy. It's just, wow, a year. Um, you know, it started off slow, yeah, kind of mm -hmm. what to do, get into a new rhythm and all that. And then things just started to pick up. And then now I'm looking at this month alone. This month, yeah. we're, what, 15th? Yeah. Half, half of March is already gone. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, it is moving really fast now. But, yeah, it's been a year since everything locked down. And mm -hmm. went out this morning a little bit. And the, the traffic in Kinao Street is back up again. So, oh, no. <laughs> everybody wanted it back to normal mm. we're getting there including the traffic and all oh, that so boy. <laughs> gotta take it i know right well i'm sure one thing you're looking forward to is having in-person easter services yeah last year we didn't have it yeah and, and, but still you know things are still um in, in terms of you know what is church that's mm -hmm. still kind of up in the air mm -hmm. and so we've opened up to in-person services um but trying to predict yeah how much seats to have available um while still trying to keep this the physical distancing yeah although i think by then you know things should open up a little bit more mm -hmm. vaccines you know now the the 65 age group and and everyone who has any kind of health issues mm -hmm. you know that's now open so yeah it's just hard to predict yeah. going forward definitely but with all of that we're just so appreciative of all the various pivots and turns that you've had to make and all the staff have to make through this time. Yeah. It's been amazing to see. And one of these things was this podcast. So we're yeah. so grateful to, to have it and to discuss things further. Um, yeah. You talked about uh, one particular biblical character. His name is Zacchaeus. Yeah. Uh, a short little fellow from what we yeah. talked about. Uh, <laughs> We, we discussed how he might have been stunted spiritually and all those various things. But the real thing was how he desired Jesus when he saw him, when, when he had yeah. that opportunity. I want to unpack that with you. Like, how do you have that desire for Jesus? Or how would you rate like that even within yourself of that change that Jesus brings? You know, um, and, and that's a really good question because the, the story of Zacchaeus, and, and first of all, Please, no offense to any short people. <laughs> you know, I was looking at looking at our church, and everybody's short in our church, I think. But um, you know, the the story of Zacchaeus, uh, as I said on Sunday, you know, doesn't give us too much in the literal word, and so that's why I had to take the liberty or the license of just putting myself in the story. And somebody came up to me after and he said, man, I don't know how, you, how did you draw all that out of there? I said, you know, I just watched too much Netflix, I think, or TV. <laughs> because, you know, I, I like to see the things that happen. And, um, you know, with Zacchaeus, we don't, we're not given much in the text. And so you have to look at the layers that's, that's below that. And um, 
um, that, that the whole scene where Jesus comes to him and simply says, Zacchaeus, come down. Hmm. And when Zacchaeus welcomed him, it caused me to think, you know, how did that happen? Because I think a lot of us want to want to change like that. Yeah. We're doing something bad or we're in a bad habit or we're eating too much or, oh man, I'm in on this popcorn kick. Well, still yet. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> this guy turned me on to something called, uh, I don't want to give advertising, but, you know, Island Popper oh, is, okay. is right close to the church. Mm. And um, I'm on their, their, their five-star program now. Oh, so they, <laughs> <laughs> I get the text, you know, the weekly special. Chocolate halpia popcorn. Oh, that one's good. Or, I had that. Oh, one. This last week was Cracker Jack is back. So caramel popcorn with the peanuts and all that. Mm. But you know, I, I wish we could just change our habits like that. Mm -hmm. But as I said in the message, unless there's a desire, mm. unless you really have a desire to change, and I think Zacchaeus, as we unpacked his life, you know, as what I thought what I kind of perceived happened to him as he was growing up and just the fact that he's a chief tax collector, mm. you know, and the weight of that uh, sense of just trying to break out of that mold, mm. you know, uh, even though he physically, yeah, as a short person, but more so the, the, in, the, the feeling of being insignificant, the need mm. to prove himself, to rise above just for the sake of, of surviving in that kind of a context, mm. You know, I think we all go through that. And I think Zakia had such a desire that when Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, mm. Zacchaeus welcomed him gladly. And that was the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. How do you achieve that desire? I think you have to come to a realization that you need help. I think that the, the times that I was going to say this in, in our weekend and I forgot, I, I wrote it down and I, I overlooked it. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever hear people? Say, so that's just the way I am. Mm. I cannot change. You know, and you, know, you get a bunch of grumpy old men because mm. I've been doing this for the last 60 years. I've always yeah. done it this way. Hey, don't tell me what to do. You know, I, I've been around the block more than you have. And mm. so I know what I'm doing. You don't have a desire to change. You're not going to. And as I said, you desire change. You're going to discover change. Mm. Jesus was right there in front of Zacchaeus. But he could have simply said, no, no, no. You don't have to come to my house. I just wanted to take a look mm. as to who you, who you was. I heard about you, came to get a glimpse of you. That's enough. Nothing would have changed. Mm -hmm. But because he was already fighting those things and he, it was that desire. And that's why I used the contrast between him and the rich young ruler. Mm. Rich young ruler didn't want to change. He followed yeah. everything. Yeah, he went to church. Mm -hmm. He did everything. Crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's. But he didn't want to change. <clears throat> and I thought that was a very interesting way of juxtaposing those two scenarios. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a really good parallel between those two. Because what yeah. you talked about was, what was the difference between them? It was the yeah. desire. The desire to change. And when we look at Zacchaeus' life, I love how you unpacked and focused on the fact that he was a chief tax collector. And yeah. during those days, the chief tax collectors would have been hated 
Yeah. I mean, we, we don't we don't like the IRS as it is, but yeah. I mean, back then they were way more crooked and corrupt and um, extorting people for all sorts of things. Yeah. And their own people. Yeah. They're doing it to their own people. Definitely. So he would have been seen as a traitor. He would have been seen as somebody who betrayed his own people. And yeah. just even for him to recognize that own his own spiritual bankruptness. And I love how you tied that to we all have a little Zacchaeus in us. There, there is that spiritual brokenness or spiritual stuntedness that we all have. Yeah. Well, that time where, you know, I, and again, we don't know. Yeah. So this is just me getting into it. But, you know, I can imagine him going home at night after picking up his money from all the tax collectors and counting his change and all that. But the moment he puts his head down on his pillow, I, I wonder, mm. oh, man, is this all there is to life? Mm. You know, I, I can't even go to my own festival in the temple. Mm-hmm. I'm not even welcomed by my own people. And is this a life that I really want to live? Mm-hmm. And, and I imagine some of us may have that. Like I said, not all of us, mm-hmm. but some of us, we can live through the day. We can kind of, you know, shuck and jive. We can get by. We can make money. Mm-hmm. We can get the, you know, yes boss, um, you know, from our employees. But I wonder how many of us, when we put our head down on the pillow at night, think to ourselves, man, is that all there is to it? Mm. There's got to be something more. Yeah. Something's missing, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I really felt that when I was, you know, as I shared uh, in my own life, I really had that feeling something was not right. Something mm-hmm. was missing. <clears throat> yeah. And that something missing is Jesus, right? It's Jesus. And- He's the one who ultimately, when we desire him, brings the change. And I just imagine, right, Zacchaeus laying in bed at night thinking about all the people he cheated, all the money that he extorted out of people. And they probably were his friends growing up or people he knew because it's a small town, right? No one uh, travels really far from where they were born. So he's really uh, sticking it to his own brethren, his own possibly family. Yeah. So there's there's times in our life when we screw up royally or we just we just messed up and we know, man, I shouldn't have done that. I, yeah. I totally lied or whatever, or we're in that uh, toilet bowl or systemic just constantly and we go, something's got to change. Yeah. And like I said, you know, he, he, he could have started on the right track. You know, I mean, he got to survive. Yeah. So he got to do something. And but how quickly it spun out of control. And then, you know, in the end, it's like, and what am I doing? Mm. But, but how do I get out of this stuff? Yeah. You know? So definitely. No, it's super good. I love uh, unpacking that and just hearing about it yeah. and talking it through. Another point you really brought through, and I just found it really cool, especially for someone in my generation. We're we're so engaged with content, like we're 24-7 trying to look up the newest thing, whether it's on YouTube or some stream that's going to give us this brand new thing or thought, or I know I listen to a bunch of those philosophy things or whatnot, just to learn. Uh, But you, you said something that hit me really good. It was, we need to desire content or we need to desire change over content. And I I think there's times where we just want to get more information or we just want to get the new, the new fad trendy thing. And then we're, we're good. But that's, that's not what it is, is it, Pastor Owen? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hitting it, you know, in the, the generation that we're living in. And it's not just chronological age-wise. <laughs> and there's some old guys that are constantly on the internet. They're constantly searching for, you know, new information. 
And, uh, you know, like we say, we're, we're living in an information rich age mm. where it's, it's available anywhere. May not be the right information. It, it may not be accurate, but because somebody says it, mm-hmm. people are saying, well, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to that. I just had somebody send me something on the vaccine and, and, you know, I don't know where people stand on it, but they said, you got to listen to this because so many people are listening to this doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. You know, who is this doctor? What are the qualifications? And, and again, in today's day and age, people can get qualifications from all over the place, right? There's all kinds of internet kind of uh, licenses that you can mm-hmm. gain. And so the fact that somebody is saying something and more people are listening to it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really how is it going to impact your life mm-hmm. and the change that you really need to um, get a grip on. And if, because if you recognize that something's got to change mm-hmm. and, and we look for only more information, mm-hmm without getting to the point where we say, okay, I got to apply that somehow to my life so that I change. And I think a point that could have gone a little further and and be developed is change to what? Yeah. Because we can change to whatever someone is saying. But I think in the end, uh, when you follow the story of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus changed to become who Jesus wanted him to be. And we see that by him saying, I'm going to give back all this stuff. Today, I'll pay, and I'm not, I promise that I'll do it later on. No, today, I'm paying back. Mm-hmm. People that I've cheated, I'm paying them back. And, um, and it kind of tracks, I was just reading the other day, it tracks back to, uh, was, it, was it in Numbers or Deuteronomy? That if you've cheated somebody, that you owe them restitution. Mm-hmm. And so Zacchaeus is, is going back to what he's supposed to have done to begin with. In other words, we're all created in the image of God. And when we feel that sense of uneasiness, that something has to change, that means we're kind of stepping away from that image, I think. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is trying to bring us back. And so that was Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. Came back to who God wanted him to be. So it's not just changing for the sake of changing because somebody else said so. Yeah. But it's the, it's the image that God has for your life. And so, yeah. That's super good. When I think about the change that Zacchaeus went through and what you're just mentioning there, like, what are we changing into? Because we're technically, right, we're constantly changing in whatever way, our body, but what are we becoming? And I think that was one of the key things that you mentioned, right? Because we could even talk about reading the Bible for just seeking content. We could just look for, listen to sermons or seek spiritual things or whatnot, just for content, just for information. But unless we seek it for change, that's, that's the thing that's the key there. Yeah. I wanted to ask, like, how do you read the Bible for, for change rather than as content? Um, first of all, I don't rush. Mm. You know, I don't read it just because it's a Bible plan. I don't read it because it's something I have to do. I make sure that when I do read that I am open. Um, and, it, and it's not reading. It's not reading for current events, too. You know, sometimes we... We read it with the mindset that, oh, I'm going to go through something today so that, God, you got to speak to me today because of this. And, I, and I'm sure God does. I'm not, going to say, uh, I'm not going to say he doesn't. But I think just to be, to be open that there's something, because um, we're not all perfect. Like I said, in you know, Romans 3, we're, we've all sinned. We all fall short. We can continually fall short day after day after day after day. And there's something that needs to be changed 
But to be open that the Lord will say something, the Lord will reveal something, even if it's a little thing, even if it doesn't apply today, there's something in me that the Lord is speaking to. And so, and that's why I write it in my Bible, because um, like I said, somebody is going to pick this up one day and I'm going to hope that they get to read it. And it wasn't just to me, to that moment or that problem. But it's a principle, it's a spiritual principle that's helping to continually shape me to who God wants me to be. So that's how I kind of read it. I read it as a way that of God is you know, continually molding. If you can put your hands on clay, you know, and that wheel is spinning, that's like life. Yeah, mm-hmm. life is still spinning and he's just molding. And, and sometimes if you ever watch the potter, you know, all they do is they just press a little bit here and then the whole thing changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They bring up this beautiful vase. And it's not because him doing all of this stuff. He just pressed a little bit in this spot right here. And the thing started to take shape. Mm. And I think that's what the word of God does for us. Mm. If we read it, let him press, let him press on the parts of your heart that needs to change. That's good. Yeah, I think it's super key to read the Bible slowly because there's so many things you can miss if you just do a quick pass over or you just even read it as if, oh, I've read this before. I've yeah. read this a hundred times before. Yeah. You, you can still pick up something because the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you through that. And we know that. And we believe that God's word is living and breathing yeah. and it can continually mold and shape us even to this day. Yeah. So I think that's super important. I, I really appreciated that, that point. And yeah. even here, we just want to emphasize if you haven't gotten on with our Bible in one year reading plan, we'd like for you to jump on. It's, it's free to download on the app store or you can get it direct to your email. But that's the Bible reading plan that we choose here at Metro. And we just want to make sure each and every single one of you yeah. are in God's word some way, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, and the other point too, and let me jump in a little bit more, is the connection, you know, the connect groups that you have, mm-hmm. the small groups that you have. Because again, it's not just content. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hoping that or, or praying for and looking for how the word of God can change you. Mm-hmm. And in your connect group setting, that's where the application happens, you know. Because otherwise, we might as well just live by ourselves. Yeah. I, can, I can go to this channel. I can go to that channel. I can check out this church, that church. I can listen to Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. I can listen to Joseph Prince. I can listen to, you know, on all this stuff. I get tons of content. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody that I'm connecting with mm-hmm. that's going to ask me, so how does it apply to your life? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how is your life different today because of yeah. what you just heard? Yeah. Definitely. So if you have other people in your life that can help you and ask you those questions, then you start to see change happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you go on our website, metrochristianchurch.com, we have a bunch of connect groups ready for you to jump into. Feel free to browse through them and you'll get an email from myself or one of the leaders if you send an email over to them. And we would love to get you connected in because, yes, we're not supposed to walk this walk alone. We're, we're to do it with others and other believers. Yeah. That's that, one. that was That was really good. I, I just want to segue to this other idea that you kind of ended on, and I, I wish you could have unpacked way more, but mm. you talked about this whole, if you have been changed by Jesus, how then can you then hold others up to be changed by Jesus, to be sycamore yeah. trees for others? I want to unpack yeah. that more with you. That, that, to me, that's a really powerful imagery there. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and again, the, the sycamore tree is a, is a big tree. It's a strong tree. You know, God could have used any other tree or could have said any other tree, you know, like, like a willow tree. And Zacchaeus climbed it and it started to bend down, you know. Or <laughs> a bamboo used, tree. <laughs> yeah, bamboo tree, like be like a panda bear or whatever. Um, but he chose a sycamore tree. And, and I think because sycamore is a strong tree. And, you know, I, I did a little research as much as I know. They say it grows like two feet a year. I mean, that's, that's pretty fast. Mm. And so... It grows, it grows tall and it grows strong. And the reason is so that Zacchaeus could get higher than others. And um, he could climb up, climb out on that branch and it wouldn't break. And, and I just saw that, you know, I thought, I thought, because some people, because when I, when I prepare a message, I think of, so who's listening to this? And I do my own rebuttal kind of deal, you know, like, like, oh, but I'm already saved. You know, I already made the change in my life. And so, and so for those people, okay, so you've been growing with the Lord God, you feel you're, you're spiritually strong enough, then here's what you need to do. Be a sycamore. Mm. Hold someone else up. You know, is, life isn't all about you. Mm. You know, it, it's about helping others to see, have a chance to see Jesus. Zacchaeus climbed above the crowd so he could see Jesus and you know, I think a lot of people in our lives, they're searching. I don't think I said this online. I think I said it on Sunday. You know, they're searching and they're not looking for your political views. They're not looking for your ideological uh, stances. They're looking for Jesus. And even though they may seem to be successful, they, they dress that they're successful. They're trying to get a glimpse of, man, what is this all about? And we know it's Jesus. You know, as you said earlier, you know. I was wondering what I was missing. And the answer is Jesus. But sometimes people can't see that because they're all, you know, their work schedule is in front of them. You know, other people's dreams are in front of them. Um, So-and-so went to Disney World. And so, you know, we got to do the same. And, you know, all of that stuff is, is, is just creating all kinds of distractions that they need somebody to say, wait, let me lift you up a little bit above what's happening in the real world and take a look there's jesus right there and that's all you need you know and so how we do that you know whether it's in our workplace prayer kind words um, acts of kindness mm -hmm. i think on sunday because we're trying to regather for church now yeah uh, volunteer opportunities mm -hmm. metro kids volunteers mm -hmm. you're you're doing a part of the ministry that's allowing a family or parents or someone else to attend service so they can see Jesus, mm. you know, so it, it kind of all ties together there, but you're saying you're strong. Okay. So I'm going to take it, take your word on this, that you've been growing with the Lord. You've been strengthening yourself spiritually. Okay. Here's something that you need to do. Hold someone else up, which is, I think, biblically, right? Yeah. To okay. Encourage one another, hold each other up. Totally is because it can get so easy to be so insular, right? It's all about me. It's about my growth yeah. or spirituality or whatever I am yeah. going through. But really what God does is he uses our brokenness and what we've gone through and he strengthens us in it. And then it's meant for others to, yeah. to know him better, to, to see him. And the, the key mark I always think about a disciple, especially when you read in scriptures is they, it was obvious that they had been with Jesus. 
like I, I, I hope my life and like whomever comes in contact with me, they, they know and they see it's an obvious that I have spent time with Jesus. And from there, that can be that launching pad into holding others up because then they, they know, oh, it's not just about what Cam wants to do or what he's thinking or whatnot. It's, yeah. no, it's because he spent time with, with God. He spent time with Jesus. And that's the, the change that this world desperately needs to see, I think, yeah. as yeah. well. And someone once said, you know, you may be the only Jesus someone will ever see. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not even get to that point, but if you are a disciple of Christ, you're reflecting his image in how you speak, how you treat people, you know, like the example I gave about walking through that meeting, I, I had my arguments all lined up, but man, if I was me, I would not allow them to see Jesus, you know, <laughs> but I had to allow the word of God to change me into who he wanted me to reflect. And so in the context of that meeting, you know, it preserved the unity of that group. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Big big difference of when we bring in Jesus with us into whatever situations we, we come into. Otherwise, yeah. it's just our, our flesh and it's just yeah. our desires that's going to yeah. come forward. Yeah. Well, Pastor Alan, thank you so much for unpacking a little bit more of this past weekend's sermon. I'm sure it blessed a whole bunch of you. It surely blessed me. Just want to touch on a few announcements for this week. We have Easter coming up if you guys are willing to and wanting to we have in-person service if you want to sign up for it you can look on our website we have good friday service at 6 p.m that will be april the second and we also have easter sunday service 8 and 10 a.m on the fourth you can sign up for both of those on our website as well and i'll just throw a little shout out for willie paul Uh, Alive Alive, all you youth out there or parents of youth, we have our next Alive Alive this coming Friday, the 16th, I believe. Oh, no, no, 16th, 19th. And we're going to have a bunch of fun games and times for you youth uh, to jump in and join in with. So we hope to see you there. Uh, Log on to the website to get more information and to sign up for that. Yeah. Other than that, thank you so much, Pastor Owen. Yeah, thank you. you. Let me give, give a real, real quick shout out to, to you and Willie and the staff. And, you know, although we're kind of coming out of a pandemic in a sense, we're returning back to a sense of normal life again. Um, I don't think people really understand and realize what you guys had to go through, you know, in this last year. Um, it, was, it was more demanding than anything else because, you know, you, you, were, you were forced to look at a situation that nobody trained you how to do this stuff. And to be creative and flexible and adaptable and but keeping your eyes on the mission. You guys did such a fantastic job. So shout out to, you know, you guys and the staff and yeah, looking forward to everybody coming back to in-person service. Make sure you register. Um, let make Cam's job a little easier because <laughs> Cam is responsible to make sure that we're registered. And, and it's, it's for the purposes of making sure that we're all safe. And so that's the big deal. And so Cam would appreciate it, wouldn't you? That if yes, people registered much. before you came. <laughs> and so we're looking forward to that. So yeah, thanks so much. All righty. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Owen. Okay. Take care, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.